If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. Back in 1975, the comedy duo of Cheech and Chong were all the rage. These two funny guys produced several comedy albums and a few films, like Up in Smoke. On very controversial topics such as drug use, crime, and even racial issues. One particular comedy album featured a bit called Sister Mary Elephant and How I Spent My Summer Vacation. I was a young kid, probably... 11 years old when I first heard it, and it was funny as hell. Now it's 2020, some 45 years later, so I thought I'd modernize this comedy classic. Many thanks and credits for the original idea go to Man Cheech and Tommy Chong. So now for your listening pleasure, here's how a 2020 protester, rioter, member of Chaz will report to his teacher on how I spent my summer vacation. Listening to the Truth Hurts program. Here is your host, Steve Z. Good morning, class. Good morning, class. Class. Thank you. And that's how it began. But now in 2020, This is how it goes. How I Spent My Summer Vacation by John or Jane Doe Protester On my first day of summer vacation, at about two in the afternoon, I woke up. Wayne's Wiener Wagon, where I used to work, was shut down from that COVID, so I didn't have a place to go to work. My mom told me to pick up my dirty laundry and cut the grass. So I flipped her off, called her a bitch, and went down to the ATM to pick up my unemployment bonus 600 bucks. Then I went down to the mall and waited on my buds to show up with bricks. Then they showed up, so we busted out some windows and stole some new shoes and seven televisions. Then I went home and crashed. On the second day of my summer vacation, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I woke up. Mom was yelling about some bad people throwing bricks at the mall and stealing stuff, so I left the house. I hate all of her bitching. Then I went downtown to meet my buds to see where we were going to riot tonight. I drank a beer, smoked a bowl, and waited till dark when a few hundred of my new buds showed up. We turned over a cop car, spray-painted something on a building, and I took a leak on the roof of a bus. (laughs) Then I went home and crashed. On the third day of my summer vacation, 
Wayne, my old boss at the wiener wagon, had the audacity to call me at 8 o'clock in the morning. He pissed me off, but I woke up. He told me I could come back to work at Wayne's wiener wagon, but I told him to go play with his own wiener. <laughs> and I laughed and hung up. Later, I told my buds about my ex-boss pissing me off. So we decided tonight we were going to go whack Wayne's wiener at the wiener wagon and set it on fire. First, we stole some wieners and beers, of course, but then we torched that wiener wagon. And then we busted out some windows at the police station. Then I went home and crashed. On the fourth day of my summer vacation, around noon, I think, I woke up. My mom was aggravating me with that stupid vacuum thing and griping about the smell of smoke and burnt wieners in my clothing. So I told her to F.O. and I left to hang out with my buds at the burned out remains of Wayne's wiener wagon. One of my buds told me that he told his boss at Smoothie Shack to go F.O. last week and then they cut off his $600 of unemployment. What a D-bag his ex-boss was. Then we pulled down a statue of some old dude on a horse and peed on it. <laughs> we sure showed that horse. Then I went home and crashed. On the fifth day of my summer vacation, I woke up. I stayed at home because it was like raining and hot. And so I felt like my Molotov cocktails probably wouldn't stay lit. And besides, I needed to like shower and stuff because I still smelled like burnt wiener wagon. So I ordered some pizza and stayed home, played some Xbox, and crashed. On the sixth day of my summer vacation, I woke up. I think it was about 2 o'clock, so I called my buds to see where we were going to loot. I mean, uh, protest tonight. When I got there, they were like TV people there with like cameras and stuff, and some lady that smelled really good, like, like she showered today, too. Anyway, this lady asked me how stealing... That awesome Les Paul custom guitar from that music store was honoring some dude named George Floyd. I showed her. I told her it's Pink Floyd, dummy. It's a band and it's not a dude. She just shook her head and started talking to one of my new buds. When she asked him about this Floyd dude, my bud said he didn't know who that was either. But his new bass guitar was wicked cool. Then I went home and crashed. On my seventh day of summer vacation, I woke up at three. I know it was three because my mom was bitching, saying, It's three. I sat around until all my buds were calling me to ask me if I want to go torch a building or something. Sure, it's better than sitting home listening to my mom bitch that it's three. So we all partied, took our skateboards over to Wendy's, and gave that manager some crap until he threw us out. He made me mad, so we broke the windows on the way out, and we tipped over that stupid drive-up menu. And we came back later and set it on fire. It was cool, but it was hot. <laughs> the chili was pretty bitchin' though. And then I went home and crashed. On the eighth day of my summer vacation, I woke up, like real early, like seven o'clock or something. I was having a dream about chili and frosties. So I asked my mom to drive me to Wendy's for some tasty grub. But she told me that some idiots burned that place down last night. I was pissed. Who the hell would burn down a Wendy's? Oh, oh yeah, it was me. <laughs> Never mind. So I went and hung out at the burned out Wayne's Wiener Wagon location where I used to work. I flipped my ex-boss the finger because he was trying to rebuild or something. I really wanted a footlong, 
Oh, well. Then I went home and crashed. On the ninth day of my summer vacation, I woke up. I went down to the ATM to get my $600 for the week from the unemployment. There was nothing there. So I called some dude at the government, and he told me that since my boss had offered to call me back to work last week, and I said no, they were cutting me off. What a bunch of D-bags. So I went and hung out at the burned-out Wayne's Wiener Wagon to tell my boss he was an asshat. He didn't show up, so I got mad and spray-painted D-bag on the walls. Then I went home and crashed. You are listening to the Truth Hurts program. The opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. In this classic comedy bit, Cheech and Chong depicted the life of a stoner over the summer and how he spent his summer vacation. The nun, Sister Mary Elephant, the substitute teacher, informs the class that she knows Sister Rosetta Stone assigned them the task of talking about what they did on their summer vacation. Tommy Chong, the stoner student, responds by saying, On the first day of my summer vacation, I woke up. Then I went downtown to look for a job. Then I hung out in front of the drugstore. On the second day of my summer vacation, I woke up. Then I went downtown to look for a job. Then I hung out in front of the drugstore. On the third day of my summer vacation, I woke up. And then I went downtown to look for a job. And then I hung out in front of the drugstore. And it goes on. But for your listening pleasure today... I present to you what I think might be read by one of the so-called protesters, the rioters, the anarchists, if and when they ever return to school and are asked to report on their summer vacation, 2020. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Opinion that matters. And because today's program was humor-based, I've decided to play a couple of my favorite commercials related to the rioting. Enjoy! Rioters Warehouse is having a clearance sale. Our loyal, anonymous, and satisfied customers have relied on Rioters Warehouse for all of their protest, arson, riot, anarchy needs, and much, much more since 1963. Generations of rioters, community organizers, protesters, and anarchists know that they can turn to the Rioters Warehouse for torches, bats, clubs, bricks, spray paint, and much, much more. During our clearance event, we're blowing out our Molotov cocktail starter kits, complete with bottles, rags, and matches. You add the gasoline, and we'll provide the fire. Our experienced team of community organizers can help your riot to look professional with pre-printed custom face masks, t-shirts, posters, and banners. Call during this clearance event and ask about our gas masks, tear gas antidotes, anti-police gear, and urban assault training tactic videos. Buy 10 bricks and get six more at no extra charge. Rioters Warehouse. We say we're better than those other guys because we've got security video to prove it. Rioters Warehouse, not affiliated with who you think. It's much deeper than the deep state wants you to believe. On the dark web at rioterswarehouse.darkweb. 
This is the Truth Hurts program. Telling it like it is. Are you feeling neglected? Alone? Don't fit in? Does no one like you? Are you one of the thousands of people currently living in America that feels like a total outcast? Have you been picked on because of your awkward appearance, strange fashion statements, body art, piercings, or other aberrant lifestyle choices? If you're feeling like an outcast because you made life choices that go totally against the grain and you feel like you just want to get away, Chaz may be the answer for you. Chaz is the almost all-inclusive Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, a cop-free, government-free area in central Seattle, Washington, that will welcome you with tattooed open arms. The Autonomous Zone was established to make almost all people feel included, except straight, heterosexual, Caucasian males. Those people either need to stay out or bow to our newfound air of superiority. The Chaz has no police, no laws, and none of the other restrictive things that make people with different lifestyles feel, well, different. The Chaz is accepting donations of cash, food, clothing, water, medical supplies, and cell phones. Also toys, blankets, grooming supplies, camping gear, and other essential items. We don't need America for anything. We demand to have access to free electricity, water, gas, fuel, shelter, and other items. But we are autonomous, and we don't want you to say, I told you so. The Chaz has declared a new nation and doesn't recognize any of the laws or rules that the rest of America holds valid or legal. We are totally autonomous, and we can take care of ourselves. We don't need America for anything. The Chaz, a way for everyone to get along. You are listening to Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. The Minneapolis Tourism and Visitors Bureau invites you to visit now before we dismantle our police department and leave our city to fend for itself. Visit now while it's hot. Minneapolis and St. Paul, where Laverne and Shirley used to play, and the entire state of Minnesota invite you to come and stay, come and play. Minneapolis, home of corporate headquarters of Target, you know, the business rioters love to burn. Best Buy, the business looters love to loot. And U.S. Bank, the preferred choice of ATM thieves during anarchists' destructive parties. But if you do come, bring your body armor and lots of ammo, because the winters here are brutally cold, and the spring and summer bring brutal riots. And after next month, there will be no cops to report your crime to. So come on up to Minneapolis now, where we redecorated our streets and storefronts with a fiery new look, where the roadways are paved in blood and everything is free, free, free. That is, if you have the bricks and sticks to take what you want, just remember to breathe, because according to many rioters, they can't. Brought to you by the Minneapolis-St. Paul Tourism and Visitors Bureau. What in the holy hell is Steve talking about now? As I said before, this does not justify the police officer's using excessive force, which led to the death of George Floyd. If you use the current mob mentality of burning down a city, however, as a response to the death of one man, then every city and every state should be burning to the ground every time any person is killed by any other person. Black-on-black crime is the worst criminal statistic in America. And when it comes to murders, it's even worse. Yet, 
You don't see riots, looting, burning, and violent protests every night when a black person kills a black person. In Chicago, Illinois, in the very first weekend of June 2020, 27 people were murdered by guns and over 90 persons in Chicago were shot in one city over the course of one weekend, the first weekend of June this year. Yet, there were no protests, no violent responses, no burning, no looting, and imagine that, no 24-hour wall-to-wall news coverage of this massive amount of violence, which, by the way, had nothing at all to do with any of the protests related to the George Floyd death. No drama, no headline-worthy playing of the race card or the hate the cops card. Where the hell was the outrage in the Chicago community where 90 of its citizens were shot and 27 of its citizens died in one weekend? Not a mention on the national news programs. The only thing they could manage to focus on was the death of a man who was resisting arrest while being investigated for committing a crime while under the influence of highly powerful, illegal, illicit drugs. The non-stop reporting of the violent and destructive riots, supposedly in the name of change, and a quick blurb that we're still looking into COVID-19. When you riot, when you loot, when you assault, when you commit arson, when you vandalize, when you attack police officers and innocent people, that, my friends, is not a protest. You, the protesting, rioting animal, are breaking the law, just as you accuse four cops of breaking the law. You are not any better than Derek Chauvin the moment you pick up that advanced-placed brick or that can of spray paint you stole while looting an innocent hardware store owner's business, or when you pick up that glass bottle full of 89-octane unleaded and a match. You are actually worse than Derek Chauvin because he was initially trying to protect the owner of the cup food store, and he was initially trying to serve the community. You, however, are intentionally committing criminal acts. You are deliberately destroying property. You are purposefully assaulting people. You are willingly committing arson. You are the criminal. You are the animal you claim Officer Floyd was at the time of George Floyd's death. And you can stand there and say, I didn't do anything but carry a sign and chant. Well, my friend, what you did was incited violent reactions by your chanting, by your participation. You whipped up a mob into a frenzy by your very added presence. You, my friends, are not creating change. You are creating anarchy and the destruction of the United States of America. And that may be what you want. But remember, by taking things from people who have things and curtailing those people from being able to produce things, we all end up with no things. Today's program was brought to you in part by the Anarchy Brick Company. Anarchy Bricks are the preferred brick thrown by rioters, looters, and vandals since 1929. Yes, Anarchy Bricks were there during Prohibition, the Watch Riots, and countless Vietnam War protests. 
Anarchy bricks have sharp edges for puncturing metal, breaking glass, and causing injury, and are rioters' favorite projectiles when things get hot. The porous surfaces mean your fingerprints will never be detected. Anarchy bricks are made in the good old U.S. of A. by hard-working union masonry professionals who have supplied rioters for almost a century. If you need a brick for your next riot, count on Anarchy Bricks. Find your Anarchy Brick retailer on the dark web or wherever protests are being organized. Hell, we'll even deliver them to a street corner for you. Call 555-MY-BRICK now, the Anarchy Brick Company. I had to throw that in there, guys, because it's so serious sometimes we just need a little humor to break things up. Oh, and by the way, There was a tropical storm that came right across my home in New Orleans. I understand the damage was major. My son had to go out and pick up a tree branch and stand the garbage can back up. Have a great day and remember sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth hurts. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast. We've really missed you. Our white sandy beaches are calling you now. Take the short drive to the Gulf Coast, the place that Sandy Crack Magazine says is the best place to sun your buns. Our new socially distant dunes are the perfect getaway from a hard week of protesting, rioting, and looting. Wash off the gunpowder residue in the warm waters of the Gulf of Mexico. Relax on the beach and let the sun kill all those pesky COVID-19 cells away. But please bring money because the Gulf Coast is in the South, you know, the redneck-controlled South, where we don't take kindly to looting or riots. But we do take cash, and we don't take Americans' distress. Again, welcome back to the Gulf Coast. This message brought to you by the Gulf Coast Peaceful Tourism Alliance, www.sunonthebeach.org. Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion, and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair, and you are owed nothing. This is the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts.